Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I am bringing you round two of my notes on the book by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. For those of you that have been regular listeners to the Success 101 podcast, you may remember that several months ago, I did my first recording on Eckhart Tolle's fascinating book called The Power of Now. And as you may have heard me say before, we really don't learn a lot in our first pass through a book, even if we're highlighting and making notes. Many times it's not until that second trip through our highlights and our notes that we really pull and gleam a lot of the wisdom and information out of books that we didn't see there before. And sometimes I would encourage you, if you have the patience and mental fortitude to do so, go ahead and go through a book a third time looking at your highlights and notes. And that's when things are really going to soak in for you. So I got a ton of wisdom in my second pass through this book and the notes that I made, and I made even more notes and highlights than I had before, and I thought it was worth doing another episode on the power of now, because so many of us have trouble living in the present. We're looking at the past, we're looking at what might come in the future, and we are not living in the present. We are not living for now. So check in with yourself on that. What are you doing as far as living in the past or living in the present? For many of us, in one moment, we're reminiscing or we're regretting, and in the next, we're planning or we're worrying. And meanwhile, we are neglecting the one moment right now that is fully available to us, which is the present. Only the present is important because nothing ever occurs in the past or the future. Have you thought about it that way before? Things only happen in a continuous stream of present moments. And whenever you feel something, that feeling is experienced in the present because your senses can only give you information that is about this specific moment right now, guys. So when we say that something happened in the past, it actually happened in a single present moment. And typically what we call the past is really a collection of once present moments that have passed. Likewise, the future is made up of present moments that have yet to arrive. And as this suggests, there are no advantages, no advantages to worrying about the future or dwelling in the past. But there are many advantages to living in the now. And if you manage to achieve that, the book says that you'll experience no major problems, just small ones that can be dealt with as they arrive. So try to live in the present. That's going to be my resounding theme that you hear over and over today. Stop clinging to the past and stop fearing the future and you'll see how dramatically your life will improve. So here in a few moments, you'll hear me cut to the recording that I did several months back on the power of now. And I'm going to book in that here at the front and at the end with some of the new notes that I've taken. And I think you'll get a lot out of this today. But the one thing that I want you to focus on is, am I living in the now? Or am I continually chasing something that could be in the future? Or am I continually dwelling on something that was back in the past that I can't change? And keeping that from living a fulfilled life now, as I've done for so many years. And I think that's why this book spoke so much to me. I have so oftentimes been looking ahead to the present. I remember several years ago making a comment to a great friend of mine that it seems like I'm always looking for the next thing over the horizon. I'm always chasing something. And when that thing comes, it's really not that big of a deal anymore. And now what? I'm on to chasing the next thing. I'm never living just in the moment. For some of you out there, it's dwelling on the past. Things that you did before previously, things that could have happened to you or opportunities that you missed out on that you are just sabotaging your present day 
and not really living in the moment. Always chasing the future is going to create pain. And pain is nothing more than a self-created inner resistance to external things that we just simply cannot change. And we experience pain when we're unsatisfied with how things are, yet don't feel powerful enough to change them. And this manifests itself on an emotional level as what? A negative feeling. And because you think so much about the past and the future, but you can only truly live in the present, you have no means to change many of the things that you're unhappy about. So you develop an inner resistance to the way things are, which you experience as pain. Eckhart Tolle goes on in the book to describe this self-created pain as the pain body. And since the pain body is composed of your painful experiences, it grows and strengthens whenever you experience pain, and therefore it will try to make you miserable and sad. I know we've all experienced that before. You have a painful event, you dwell on it, that continues to build up more negativity in your mind, you dwell on that, that continues to build up more pain in your mind, you dwell on that, and then suddenly you are miserable and sad about something that you've built up to a huge monumental thing in your mind that really may not be that big of a deal in real life. Let's say also something annoys you or frustrates you, and then you feel yourself getting angry when that happens, guys, your pain body has taken control. This anger clouds your ability to think and act rationally and simply leads to more pain. It builds on itself. But the reality is, even when it seems that all pain comes from the external world, it is, in fact, for the most part, self-created. It comes from within. And the good news, and I want everyone to hear this out there, the good news is because it is self-created, the answer is we can do something about it. And you'll hear more about that today as we go into the previous recording. And here's another big encouragement that I pulled from the book the second time through. If you want a richer and almost painless life, you've got to separate yourself from your mind and focus on your body. I'll repeat that again. We've got to separate ourselves from our mind and focus on our body. And we've got to figure out what the importance is of focusing on the body rather than the mind and having that separation. We know that the mind many times is responsible for pain. Why? Because we build things up in our mind that are really not playing out in life. And if other people viewed our situation through their lenses, they would probably comment that it's really not that big of a deal and ask us why we're making such a big deal out of this. And truthfully, it's because we've built it up to a huge thing in our mind. Our mind produces pain by continually bringing up memories of the past or by planning for the future, which is going to occupy your entire life in many cases with regretful memories and anxiety-ridden future scenarios. And in doing so, it is robbing us of being in the present. And since we can't alter the past or the future, we constantly worry about things that we can't possibly change. And that leads to more pain. So clearly, hear me out on this. We've got to find a way to diminish the mind's power and reduce some of its control. I would say that most of you listening to this podcast would say that there have been times where you truly felt like your mind had complete control over your body, which leads to irrational thinking, which leads to poor judgment, which leads to negativity, which leads to this painful body that Eckhart Tolle is describing here. So how are we going to shift our focus from the mind to the body? The most simple answer on that is that we've got to listen to our body. Our body knows what's best for us, and we can get a very clear sense of what's important in our life by listening to our body. That could come in the form of nutrition. That could come in the form of rest. It could come in many different forms, but our body is going to be able to tell us what we need to do in order to move forward and get out of this mind rut that we're in. So after we realize that the mind is causing this pain or after we realize the mind has caused us to get into this negative rut and truly preventing us from living the life that we need to in the present, we've got to detach from it. And we've got to separate ourselves from our mind 
by becoming fully conscious of it and the power it has over you. Otherwise, you'll never understand the countless small and subtle ways that it influences your thinking and behavior and therefore your overall joy and happiness in life. And if you do that often enough, you'll start to notice how much you are normally occupied by the continuous flow of your mind. And you'll found the primary tool for interrupting your mind and thus separating from it. And you'll hear also in a few moments the point in my previous recording that I made that not all pain is avoidable. Surrendering to the present does not mean that we're going to ignore sad or hurtful feelings. I've tried to do that for so much in my life. It just move through life with an emotionless state, just muscle through things and pretend like things weren't bothering me. But it will overwhelm you after a while if you don't deal with that. Even if we fully live in the present, some feelings of sadness and pain are strictly unavoidable, and you guys would all agree with that. But what should we do with them is the big question. Should we do like I did for so many years and just suppress them and pretend that everything's okay? No, that is not a good idea. Believe me, take it from me. It will bottle up within you, and it will manifest itself in different ways. It could be resentfulness of others. It could be just negative feelings. But while it's true that most pain is self-created, that doesn't mean that we necessarily create all of it. But if you're able to accept this as something that simply is and cannot be changed, then you'll avoid a lot of what the book calls needless suffering. So much of our suffering, so much of our pain is built up in our mind that, again, if other people saw it through their lenses, they probably wouldn't feel like it was a big deal. But it's affecting us in a big way. Why? Maybe it's negative experiences. Maybe it's fear of the future. We are building things up in a huge way in our mind. But many times we take that real pain, we let it manifest itself within us and let it grow within us. And we compound that into a much larger, more painful issue. Just much needless suffering comes from that if we can't accept something as it simply just is. And that's probably the hardest thing for me to deal with. Many times I want to keep trying to control things to where I can just keep, as I said, muscling it through. Just muscle through, muscle through, muscle through. We're going to be able to conquer this. There are some things we simply just can't avoid. So as soon as we're able to accept something as it is, and as soon as we're able to move on from that, we're going to be way better off for it. So as we dive into the previous episode here, a couple of key messages I want you to pull from this. Number one, do not focus on the past or the future. We're going to be tempted to, but again, we've got to separate ourselves from our mind. We've got to try with everything within us to live in the present and try not to overthink everything else that has either happened or overthink things that we think might happen in the future. So by focusing on the present and ignoring the past or future, we're going to greatly improve our life and we're going to be more aware of what we need to do right now in every moment to handle every situation, even if that means accepting pain for what it is, but yet thinking about it differently. So I know you're going to get a ton out of the recording today and I wanted to repost it for you all out there. Many of you have not heard it. And I definitely thought it was worth a repost based on the impact that it had on me. So with that, I bring you my previous recording, episode number 36 on Eckhart Tolle's book, The Power of Now. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Successful 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and I'm bringing you an awesome, awesome book today in Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this book because there's so much here that goes along with what we talk about constantly in the podcast. So let's go ahead. I'm going to dive in with you here. And what I want you to think about first is just the power of being present. So I was challenged by a business coach, if you guys have heard some of my earlier recordings, who said, Jared, I get the sense that you just work from task to task and you're never present. You're never really there. 
And I was like, what are you talking about? You know, I never been told that before. And I said, I'm always here. And I thought he was talking about just showing up with some purpose, showing up with some ambition or goal or drive. And he said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. When I say present, it is a mindful present. I feel like you're just working from moment to moment and your brain really doesn't even have time to shift through these tasks. And I just want you to focus on just being. When was the last time you were just being? And if you heard another one of my earlier recordings, I referenced a time when I was pushing my daughter down an alleyway in the evening. The sun had started to set and I looked up at a tree, just happened to look up at this tree and basically saw that the top part of the tree was still lit up from the sun. The bottom part was in the shade because it was already setting. And I just noticed the brilliant green leaves on this tree. I mean, it was just super bright and brilliant the way the sun was hitting it. And I stopped for a second in my tracks and it was so brief, you know, two or three seconds, but my brain registered immediately. Wow. When was the last time you actually stopped and looked at leaves on a tree? And I thought it was odd and somehow wonderful at the same time. And it's very hard to explain if you didn't see it yourself. But I just thought, man, I am just so zombie all the time, right? I'm just working, 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 getting very little sleep, even sometimes playing with my kids. I'm probably thinking about what the next thing is I need to do. And his words really stuck with me. When was the last time you just found yourself being? And my brain immediately went back to that thought of the tree. And suddenly there was this deep drive within me to be. And so the business coach went on into the discussion talking about how so many people, so many business professionals he works with, they don't even realize it, which I didn't. Now that I'm describing this, you may go, man, that's totally me. I never thought about it that way. But he said, I work with so many business professionals who just aren't enjoying life. They aren't, you know, getting satisfaction out of life. They're just in this negative mindset. And they're doing the same thing you're doing. They're just going from task to task or moment to moment, just waiting for that next thing to get over the horizon to where we can slow down or whatever. And I'm just here to tell you, if you're a super ambitious person that just keeps driving forward with your goals, that day is never going to come. But the power of now is just an unbelievable thing to me about just being in the moment. So many times we are just burned out because we're just racing through life. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. So I really want you to keep that theme in your mind of when was I last present? Or maybe you think you're present now and you hear some of these concepts in here today and you may go, yeah, I, I wasn't. Thought I was. Thought I was doing a great job of being present. But I wasn't present. So one of the biggest bits of advice that I got from this book was just accepting what comes to you each day. So many times we get the phone call, we get the email, we get the person in our office with bad news, we get a client with bad news, you know, whatever the thing is. And it turns into this huge negative thing that we may carry with us throughout the week. And this idea was huge for me where he says, accept it as if you had chosen it. So in order to get into the present moment, in order to get in that power of now, whatever's happening in your life, you should accept it as if you had chosen it. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. So I think that's awesome. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. And when I first read that, I was like, wow, man, that's pretty awesome. How you know, what are you stressing about out about right now? Accept that as if you had chosen it. And that's a very simple and extremely powerful way that will definitely turn you around in your tracks and transform your life if you're looking at it that way. So whether it's a job loss, whether it is a, a broken relationship, whether it is a financial difficulty, I mean, some things are going to be harder to swallow than others, right? But there is no reason why fighting it's going to make anything any better. 
So think about this concept of acting as if we had asked for exactly what we are experiencing. So fill in the blank and whatever it is for you. And obviously, I don't want to minimize this, right? Death in the family, super hard financial loss. Those are going to be a bigger pill to swallow. But really, if you pull yourself away from the emotion of that and look at it for what it is, us fighting that or us trying to change that or us trying to continue to look at that in a super negative way, I'm not sure that that's really ever going to help. And I don't know that I've ever really thought about it that way, but accept it as if you had chosen it. And that's a huge concept. Are you accepting it? Or are you fighting it? Fighting it, remember, is not going to do anything to solve the challenge or help us move beyond it. And the best way to accept it is to do exactly what he's saying. Figure out how that event in your life can be moved into an opportunity for growth. When you see the most positive benefit in it and you actually act and accept it as if you had chosen it. See if you can shift your consciousness that way and not get stuck in those barrier thoughts, as some researchers talk about, where you're just riding against these negative thought patterns when there's nothing you can do to change it. So step back, look at it for what it is, accept it, and it's going to help your brain adapt to that a lot more and move forward. What is it for you? I'm dealing with something this week that's just... Completely out of the blue news. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Totally out of my control. And, you know, I think I handled it very well whenever it came up. And a lot of it had to do with this quote right here in this book, to be honest, because I'd already read this book. Whenever I got the news that I got this week that was totally out of my control, not earth-shattering news, but definitely it's going to impact my practice and impact things that I have to do now to move some pieces here at the beginning of the year when I should be growing and moving forward. And I've got to deal with this. And, you know, I can sit there and stew on it and I I can sit there and dwell on it, and I can sit there and why me, and oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening, and go talk to everybody in the office and share my story like a lot of people do, like I'm sure I've done in the past, or I can accept it as if I had chosen it, which is very hard. It's very hard. It's easy to read these words in a book. It's very hard to act that out in life. But I applied that. I was like, okay, how are we going to turn this into good? I really don't see a lot of good in it right now, but... What if I had chosen that? What if I had chosen this situation to happen? And you know what, guys? I immediately started seeing the positives that we're going to use to move forward with this. Even though I didn't choose it, and even though I would not have written it this way in my own script of life, if I was writing this story, I'm immediately seeing the positives of what this change will now enable me to do. So the next point he talks about in this book is this interesting concept of watching the thinker. Kind of an interesting concept, right? But you guys may have noticed that little voice in your head before. And I've said it over and over again, especially in the last few recordings, that our brain typically is not designed this way because of the world that we live in. But our brain responds to negative thoughts like Velcro and it responds to positive and grateful things around us like Teflon. Don't know why that is, but why do we not focus on the positives more when we have so much, we have so many things to be grateful for all around us each day. But one of the things that he says about being present and entering the power of now and being fully aware of what's going on around you to where you can handle things that come your way is being able to get outside of the force of an undisciplined mind. Soon you'll realize that there's the voice. I hear it again. And here I am listening to it, watching it. This realization of being in the moment. Think about it, guys. There's truth in all of that. There is a voice in our head. Our brain talks to us. And most of that is negative thoughts that we've made ourselves just through the wiring of our brain and what we've done and the thoughts we've had over the years. 
there are a lot of thoughts out there that we tend, you know, very strong and courageous people out there, we tend to listen to those negative thoughts and we let those negative thoughts take us down a path that is not what we were designed to be and not what we were designed to become. So the power of now is the power of getting outside of that tremendous force of the undisciplined mind. Hey, there's the voice, and here I am again watching it, and this realization or the sense of your own presence is not a thought. It's actually being in the moment. You're part of reality now, and you're realizing that. So think about that, guys. What are you doing with those thoughts in your mind each day that arise? Brian Johnson calls it a monkey that's just swinging from vine to vine in our brain. I think he calls it the drunken monkey, but it's just running around out of control. So this idea of watching the thinker and actually seeing the thinking mind... The part of you that can see the thinking mind, that is much closer to your actual being. The more we can step back and watch and the more we can catch it and say, boom, there it is. There's that voice, especially when we find ourselves just digging ourselves into a hole, right? When we're just dealing with anxiety and overwhelm and negativity, just step back and have the presence to see it, to watch it. And you're going to be way better in developing that disciplined mind where you are in the power of now. He goes into this concept also of the pain body where he says we all have these pain bodies that we walk around in that we're just damaging ourselves with, that we have all this stress and anxiety coming on us. And you've almost got to be able to connect with these feelings that are coming onto your body. When negativity arises, you've got to stop it right then. So many people walk around with these pain bodies that are afflicting their mind and their health and their energy. And people walk around with this and you've got to immediately stop it when it starts to arise in your body. And that's going to help you again, just be in the power of now. Whenever you find yourself feeling those negative emotions and you notice it, this consciousness, it's not just this fleeting feeling, see it for what it is and then break the habit. Do not allow it to continue to groove its pattern into your subconscious. Allow your brain to be rewired now and defeat the negativity. Because if you're not in control of it, you're going to respond very negatively. You're going to yell. You're going to check out. You're going to act irrationally. For some people, it's addictions. They turn to alcohol. They turn to whatever. And they just find themselves even more negative and in a bigger hole than what they were before. But, you know, do something that breaks that habit and catch that pain body, as he calls it, the moment it awakens. Really cool idea. Tal Ben-Shahar, you've heard me mention over and over and just talk about a book, this book, Happier, and there's even a journal that goes with it called Even Happier. But so many of us are chasing happiness out there when we're trying to be in this power of now. And what I've learned is that happiness is just a fleeting feeling. I mean, happiness can do a lot for us. It can make us happy. It can give us joy. It can make us fulfilled. But happiness can be there one second and gone the next. Joy is really what we're trying to find. But Tal Ben-Shahar talks about this four-quadrant system in his book, Happier. But he said there's four types of people that are chasing after different things out there. And I want you to check in on this. Which one are you in your life? Are you the rat racer, which I was for many years, which says I'm just going to work and work. And eventually I'm going to get to this thing. I don't know when, and I maybe don't even know what it is, but there's something that I'm chasing after that's right over the horizon, and when I get there, I'm going to be happy. And then you get over the horizon, and you go, well, uh, maybe my views on this were different. That was kind of easy to hit. Maybe it's this further thing out there that I'm trying to reach. Maybe that's really what I'm trying to get to, because when I finally got to this place, this place that I thought that would make me feel fulfilled, that I've been working so hard toward, this really wasn't anything, that wasn't as big of a deal as I thought. 
it's really this next thing that I'm trying to get to. And that's the rat racer. Just thinking that over the horizon, that next thing is always going to make you happy. And it really never does. The next quadrant is the nihilist. The one that says, I am not happy today on this journey that I'm on. And really, I can't see anything past my hand here in the future that's going to make me happy at all. So this super negative, super, you know, everything is wrong. Everything's going to be wrong. There's no happiness anywhere. I can't find any joy. That's the nihilist. The next quadrant is the hedonist. And the hedonist just lives for the moment. He's all about the moment right now. And he'll do whatever it takes to make himself happy in the moment right now. So those are people that fall into addictions. Those are people that are chasing after the high of whatever it is in the moment that they're in right now. And sometimes they're affecting their health. They're affecting their well-being. They're affecting their overall family relationships because they are chasing after that thing right now. And obviously, it's not going to make them happy either. But in the fourth quadrant, you've got the happy person, which is enjoying the journey along the way. You're not looking for that next thing over the horizon. You are enjoying the journey right now from where you are. And you're also going to celebrate richly and emphatically many times along the way, not just when you hit the summit on this mountain climb that you're on of life here. And I think that's interesting because I'd never heard it laid out that way before. But the rat racer, the hedonist the nihilist, and then eventually trying to figure out how to become the happy person so that you can enjoy the journey along the way. You can celebrate many times, soak in the goodness along the way. But then when we get to the summit, man, we're going to celebrate those wins as well. And that's been really hard for me along my journey is celebrating wins. I've been a rat racer for so long, and now I'm trying to shift to be in the present, to be in the now and enjoy this journey along the way and look at it as, you know what, there really is no summit. There's this big plateau that you're going through in life where you're loving it the whole way. And you're looking at everything just the same way you're going to look at the summit whenever you get there, what would have been the summit but you're just on this plateau of just enjoying every moment, enjoying my family, enjoying my kids, being there in every moment, enjoying my work, even when things don't go exactly right. And I tell people that all the time. If I could go back to be a young financial advisor my first five years in the business, you know, we're told over and over that if we just work really hard and we sacrifice, we will eventually get to a point where we can let our foot off the gas pedal a little bit. And though that's true, now that I'm looking back with some perspective, I put some heavy demands on myself and I set some bad habits and I set some negative pathways in my mind that I'm still trying to shake even today. But if I could go back, I would have a lot more fun along the way. I did not know how to celebrate wins. I did not know how to have a lot of fun. So I would definitely change that. And it's really hard to change that once you've wired it in and you're really negative about it. We don't want to be just in the moment right now like the hedonist. We don't want to be chasing over the horizon. We want to be in the moment, enjoying it, celebrating it along the way. And that's the happiness that he talks about. And I would turn that into spiritual joy. You know, Ecclesiastes says, man, this world is really, really a bad place. What are we doing all this for? It's vanity. It's a waste of time. But wow, how beneficial is it for us to enjoy that journey all along the way and enjoy our creator, enjoy our time here, enjoy our family, enjoy our work. Ecclesiastes goes into joy and enjoying your work and says that there's nothing better under the sun than for a man to enjoy his toil and really not hold on to it too tightly. So I can go into that all day long, but just check in with yourself on that. Know where you are on that issue. 
Again, we keep talking about being in the now, being present, not just being in your mind and floating around and working from task to task, but again, this idea of presence. And Eckhart Tolle says, quote, all negativity is caused by an accumulation of psychological time and denial of the present. Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. I'll say that again. Unease, anxiety, tension, stress, worry, all forms of fear are caused by too much future and not enough presence. Guilt, regret, resentment, sadness, bitterness, and all forms of unforgiveness are caused by too much past and not enough presence. So if you think about that, if you think about negativity in your brain and the way our brains work today and especially in our busy business world, all negativity is caused by the accumulation of psychologically not being in the present. So you've got to figure out which side of the spectrum are you on. Is there too much future? Are you trying to focus so much on the future that it's creating anxiety, tension, stress, worry? Just bring yourself back to the present. Bring yourself back to now and find a way to enjoy the journey that you're on right now and celebrate wins along the way. It's too much of your past creating guilt, shame, bitterness. Bring yourself back to the present. I've mentioned several times in these recordings lately that Dan Sullivan talks about these heavy bags that we carry around. It's just an awesome concept. You'll hear me say that over and over. These bags are typically negative and we're typically carrying these around and they could be guilt, shame, tiredness, burnout, you know, bring yourself back to the present. And hopefully you can see a lot of times how your negativity is created by leaning in one direction or the other. And we've got to step out of that and be in the now. Zig Ziglar says that all the time. He says, yesterday really did end last night. Today is a brand new day and you can use that to keep going. Failure is an event. It's not a person and you've got to see how powerful that is in your life and that witnessing yourself being brought back to the present, being mindful of that and saying, today is the day. I don't have it all figured out yet. It is going to be a journey, but today's the day where I start celebrating the wins. I'm going to laugh more. I'm going to bring others along with me, and I'm going to this summit that really I hope I never reach because I'm on this plateau that is just as good as the summit that I just continue to celebrate all along the way. So the last part here, take responsibility and choose. He says, wherever you are, be there totally. If you find your here and now intolerable and it makes you unhappy, you have three options. Listen to this, guys. You have three options. You can either remove yourself from the situation, you can change it, or you can accept it totally for what it is. And if you want to take responsibility for your life, you must choose one of those three options and you must choose now and then you've got to accept the consequences. No excuses, no negativity, no pollution of the brain. You've got to keep your mind clear. Those are powerful words to me, guys. If you're experiencing something stressful in your life right now, take it for what it is. Identify it. And now it's time to make three choices. Either you remove yourself, you change it, or you accept it completely for what it is. Which one will it be for you? Guys, there are people out there right now dealing with things much harder than you and I can ever dream of that have taken responsibility for the rest of their life, either going down the right path or the wrong path. And it could be something totally unfair that somebody has done to them. There's nothing they could have done to control it, but they have taken responsibility in saying that only I can move forward. Only I can get going on the right path, and nobody else is going to stop me from doing that. We have to take responsibility for our life if we're going to move forward. 
We've got to move past it. We can't blame other people. We can't hold a grudge. We will all be worse off by carrying this if we don't get rid of it. So take responsibility, guys, for your actions moving forward and take it now. And Eckhart Tolle also talks about this perfect recipe for being dissatisfied. Is your goal taking up so much of your attention that you're reducing the present moments to just a means to an end? Is it taking the joy out of your doing? Are you waiting to start living? And if you develop such a mind pattern, no matter what you achieve or get, the present will never be good enough. The future will always seem better. So this is a permanent recipe, he says, for dissatisfaction, and that is just focusing on where you're trying to go and not start living now. So again, going back to this concept, are you here in the now or are you always focused on something else? It's a great, great, great book overall. And there were certain things that I didn't point out or pull out of the book, but I did point out the ones that I thought were most relevant, like watching the thinker, accepting it as if you had already chosen it. That's probably one of the most wise pieces of advice I've ever been given. Accept it as if you chose it. Catch the pain body, the moment that it awakens, be present, be in the here and now, choose your own actions and be responsible for that. And the perfect recipe for dissatisfaction is to not live here in the now and always be chasing the future just like the rat racer. And those are not going to work. You're always going to be chasing, right? You're always going to be that rat racer chasing the future, the hedonist chasing the next second or the next minute of what could make you happy. Or you'll just be the nihilist. You'll just be stuck right there where you are. And we all know people like that. So go enjoy this week. Go crush it this year, guys. And I look forward to hearing from you and your comments on how these things and many more things that we talk about here on the podcast are impacting you. Thanks so much, guys. So a lot of wisdom there, a lot of great advice there from the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I hope you go out and grab your copy now. Go out this week and focus on sitting in silence, sitting in the present, sitting in the now, and tune in to what your body is feeling and tune out of what your mind is thinking, and you're going to be way better off on accomplishing everything that you need to and thinking about things that you once thought extremely negative about in a much more positive light. Take care.